If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic. Kevin here to bring you the show you've all been waiting for. That's right, the salary cap space primer for the Falcons. Very exciting math talk today, but the math is important, right? Because that number that we get is the number the Falcons will have to spend to improve this team for 2024 and beyond. Very important number, and it's it's a topic that is not widely well understood and that's not anyone's fault except for the nfl making it kind of difficult to parse out and um you know we're gonna i'll I'll go over some of the things that are commonly uh misconstrued like the top 51 rule and effective cap space and how much it's going to cost for the draft class and some of the rumors about the official salary cap number coming in higher than expected and sort of talk about how that's going to affect the falcons cap space the short answer, though, is that the Falcons do have space to make moves. They they are in a good place financially. They have flexibility to do whatever they want. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that they can go completely crazy with the cap. Or I mean, they can. They just have to maneuver and, and you know, do, do some things, right, to, to create that space. But they have the ability to be as aggressive as they want to be. They have plenty of space to work with to get started. So, this is going to be an eventful offseason for the Falcons, much closer to last year than the uh, beginning of the previous uh, coaching staff. So I think this is going to be an exciting offseason. And uh, kudos to, to Terry Fontenot for, for putting the Falcons in this position and, and having an eventful spending offseason last year and this team remaining financially solvent this year and going forward. So a uh, good situation to be in if you're the Falcons. And I'm excited to break this down for you guys before we dive in. I want to bring you a real quick word from our sponsor, betonline.ag. Folks, BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. The All-Star break is over. The NBA is back. These guys are 
uh, getting it together. I know the MLB will be kicking off soon as well. And no matter what you guys want to bet on, you can do it at Bet Online with up to the minute odds, stats, and trends. You can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in game live betting contests and all the best player props. You can experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. So, what are you waiting for, guys? Head to that website, betonline.ag, today to become part of the team. And remember to use our promo code when you sign up, Believe, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. All right. So let's dive in to some of these cap numbers. And, you know, the big takeaway that I'll say is that the Falcons do have a healthy cap situation right now. The team is currently sitting at 25 million in cap space with 57 players currently under contract. Um, and that the number of players is important because of what I mentioned at the top of the show, which is the top 51 rule. So real quick, the top 51 rule is engaged from the end. Basically, as soon as the offseason starts and teams are expected to have more than 40 or more than 53 players under contract, the top 51 rule begins, which basically means in the simplest terms, any players beyond the top 51 most expensive contracts do not count against the cap until the end of preseason final cuts, essentially. Now, that's two less players than you'll have to have on your 53-man roster, so you have to make sure you've got the money to pay those last two salaries when you go into the start of the season, but teams don't generally play at that close to the to the edge, and, and you're generally going to go into the season with some extra space, uh, maybe unless you're the Saints, I don't know. But the Falcons have already satisfied this rule, which is a change from how they've been in some years past where they've had to kind of make some signings to even get to this many players. They technically could field a roster already, so they don't necessarily have to make signings to get to 53 players or anything like that. They're in a good situation there. What, what this means in terms of the salary cap and the cost to sign their draft class is that because they were already above 51 contracts, this 51 rule will apply to any new signings. Um, and what that's going to boil down to for the Falcons is it basically takes off about $800,000 from any new contract in terms of the salary cap calculation. So that's why the total cost to sign their rookie class is like over $10 million, close to $11 million in in actual money. But the cost against the salary cap is only $5.8 million approximately, and that could change depending on if they make any trades or if they get additional picks or anything like that. It could adjust. Mostly the first round and the second round pick are going to establish that cost because the other ones are lower. And like I said, 800000 gets deducted in terms of the salary cap from those deals. So the later picks don't really have much effect at all, but the earlier ones do. So the Falcons trade up a lot. In the first round, like get into the top three, that will add a lot of cost, you know, because those top picks are a lot more cost costly in terms of, of money. Um, but at this stage, I would expect it to come in, you know, right around this 5.8 to 6 million number for the Falcons. Um, so now we get the number that actually matters, which is the Falcons effective cap space, which is if you take the cost to sign the rookie class and the cost to get under, you know, to, to get above 51 players, which they've already done. Then you get the effective cap space, which is this is how much money you actually have to spend. Um, and that number is $19.1 million, factoring in the cost to sign the rookies. So I know there's going to be a lot of numbers tossed around, but you got to remember to take the cost of the rookie class out because you have to pay your rookies. You're not going to not have a draft class, right? So the $19.1 is the starting point. Um, 
Now, the next thing we could consider is, are there any savings you can get from your roster? Uh, and there are four players in particular that would provide significant cap savings that would make the most sense to move on from. They may or may not cut these players. They may consider other players as well that, uh, that are not listed here. I'll get to the one big one that I don't think is likely to be a cut, but just for, for you know, the sake of reporting it, we'll talk about it. But the four players are Jonu Smith. He would free up six and a half million uh, with his cut. And that's probably close to inevitable given the savings there. The same thing with Taylor Heineke. Again, his is almost seven million in cap savings. This is a new regime. They're not emphasizing multiple tight end sets. They've already got Kyle Pitts, Jonu Smith probably out the door, despite how much I like him and how much I think he really contributed to this team. I don't think they're going to be paying two tight ends significant money. Uh, and Heineke, you know, I think his chance to to earn a future role on this team was tied to Arthur Smith and to his performance last year when he actually got a chance to play and did not impress him more than Desmond Ritter in any way. So the team's probably just going to be like, well, we're just going to go with Desmond Ritter as our backup. Taylor Heineke didn't move the needle for us. Um, and we're going to save that $7 million. And then the other two guys, Lorenzo Carter is $3.75 million in savings, and Mike Hughes is a little over $3 million. I think Lorenzo Carter does have a chance to stick around, and he fits the 3-4 style that we believe Jimmy Lake is going to run. He has said he's going to run pretty well. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if Lorenzo Carter stays. They may give him an extension or rework his deal. I think he's been a solid player his entire time here in Atlanta. I would be happy to have him as part of the rotation. But the savings is there, so he's certainly one to consider. Mike Hughes, I would have to think, you know, is gone, but considering the cost. But we know Jerry Gray seems to really like him. He was playing him over D. Alford inexplicably. I, I hope they move on just because I, I just... I don't think you could justify paying a replacement level guy over three mil, like, like that kind of cost. I don't think he's better than D Alford. Uh, so, you know, and, and it pains me because he's UCF legend, Mike Hughes, but wasn't able to contribute as a, as a returner, uh, got benched there and, and wasn't an impact player as a starter, not even really a good replacement level player. So I would make, make the decision to move on there. The other one that we should talk about, of course, is Grady Jarrett. Um, his The way his deal is set up, he doesn't have any more guarantees at this point. He's over $20 million in terms of his cap number, so he, he his cut would uh, create $12 million in cap savings with an $8 million dead cap hit. So it's, you know, you do save net about $4 million, um, and, and the, you, you still, you do get the whole $12 million in savings. I'm not trying to say that, but you, you also lose a fair amount of money from the dead cap. So you can't spend that money on other players. You know, that, that money's gone. So uh, I know there's this belief that the team is going to, there's some, from some, that, that the team is going to move on from Grady for salary cap reasons, that he's like over the hill. Grady, Grady Jarrett is entering his age 31 season. Grady Jarrett is, I don't know where this narrative has come from, that he's like old and he's aging out of the NFL. No, not at all. Grady Jarrett is turning 31 this year. Uh, and again, they could also move on from him next year for even more savings because his prorated bonus is, is you know, not very large. The, what they're more likely to do with Grady Jarrett is to target him for the restructure because, again, he doesn't have a lot of guarantees on his contract. That means that they could restructure him and not push a, lot, a ton of money forward. He's only got one more year on his deal. They could also consider an extension, but um, they could create over 7 million by restructuring Grady Jarrett. And I think that's, if they're looking for extra cash, I do think that's probably where they, they go to find it uh, more than anything. They, you know, in terms of other restructures, 
they could go to guys like Chris Lindstrom, who is not going anywhere. So that's a, a you know a good place to potentially look for the money. Um, Jesse Bates not going anywhere. They could get you know over you know almost almost eight million by restructuring him. You know the other guys are, are less likely. You know they can they could get some money from David Onyemata's deal. I don't know that they're going to go down that rabbit hole too far. And the same thing with Caleb McGarry. I think they're probably going to avoid touching his contract because I think they're probably looking for a new right tackle next year when they can actually save money by getting out of McGarry's deal. The other one would be Jake Matthews, but you know, Matthews is more getting up there in age. I mean, it's not egregious or anything. He's entering his age 32 season, but you know, they've already, this is his last year of guaranteed money. So this would be, this would be the time that they would consider potentially restructuring again and pushing more money forward, but it does make it more difficult to move on from Jake Matthews. I don't, and again, it doesn't seem like their plan is to move on from him, but they can create a, a good amount of cap savings, you know, over 9 million uh, by restructuring Jake Matthews. So they have lots of ability to create more money if they need it. But at this point, if they make the cuts listed above, so if they were to cut John U. Smith, Heineke, Lorenzo Carter, and Mike Hughes, they could get up to that to close to 40 million in cap space, 39.4 million with those cuts. And that's probably enough to do what they need to do because again, you can structure your new contracts in such a way that they don't overly weigh down this current year. Um, but you know, they may want to front load some stuff, they may want to do things if they need the extra money is there. Um, and again, kudos to Terry Fontenot. They have a lot of options at their disposal. They're not scraping the barrel. They're not forced to keep anyone they don't want to keep. Um, th the team is in very good shape right now. Uh, and I'm kind of thinking they're probably not going to overly maximize anything until they get the quarterback in place, because that is the most important thing. And maybe they need to maximize to get that quarterback if they go for a Kirk Cousins or whatever. But at this stage, um, thinking they're mostly going to stick with cuts and maybe a couple of choice restructures here and there if they want the extra cash. Just don't know exactly which ones they're going to go after. Um, so $39.4 million, that's the number you're working with um, as sort of the baseline uh, of what they can easily create with, with some relatively painless cuts. Um, then we should probably talk about the the likely like low-level re-signings. And these are you know just potential guys they could bring back. Given that the there, there are three guys that are exclusive rights free agents, and what that means is the Falcons can get them back uh, without negotiating for essentially the veteran minimum, um, and this applies to players that are within the first four years of their eligibility. So they're essentially undrafted rookies that didn't sign a rookie contract or got cut or whatever, um, and they become ERFAs for their first uh three years of experience, I believe. Um, and one of those guys is Nate Landman. No brainer. They're going to bring him back. He costs only 870,000 and he's essentially free given the top 51 rule. Uh, long snapper, Liam McCullough, obviously going to bring him back. He did a good job this year. And then um, interior offensive lineman, Ryan Newsel, who had to fill in and, and played well. I think he'll be back as well. Again, he's free um, and he's an ERFA. There's not really any reason not to bring him back to at least compete. Um, and keep in mind with these offensive linemen that the Falcons kept Dwayne Ledford. So I don't really know that they're going to be shuffling their offensive line a ton. I mean, they're, they may make some changes, but I don't think the depth guys are going to be kicked out in favor of some new group of depth guys because, again, it's the same staff, this the same developmental curve. Um, and that's why I think someone like Storm Norton, they'll probably try to bring him back if possible, um, you know. Someone like Matt Hennessy, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing back as one of your top interior backups. You know, he can play center and guard. At wide receiver, you know, Kaderil Hodge, the special teams coordinator is the same. 
Uh, I, I think he could come back as that core special teams guy. Van Jefferson is another one to consider that won't be expensive. Probably a better fit uh, in this current scheme. More familiar with it. Will that fix his hands? I don't know, but he's not going to be expensive. So I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back to compete in camp just because he has experience in the scheme. Um, and then some defensive guys like Joe Gaziano. Again, I think he's actually a better fit for a 3-4. That's what he played when he was with the Chargers and played well. He could play that 3-4 defensive end role. Um, I, I like Gaziano. I think he should have played more last year, so I would definitely bring him back. And then Trey Flowers. Again, the secondary staff, other than Jimmy Lake coming in, is all the same. Um, so I, I think flat Trey Flowers as depth would make sense to bring back as well. And a lot of these guys I have, you know, I think they'll get close to you know, a, a lower level deal, like 1.2 to 1.5 million for each of them to come back. And the co- and because of that top 51 rule, the cost to re-sign all of these guys for about that price tag will be like a total of $2.6 million, like for all of them. So that's not going to affect your, your free agency plans a lot. And that's going to sort out a lot of depth guys. So I think, you know, this list of guys is a pretty good one to go off of, but they may want to shuffle. They may want to bring in new folks. But these are the ones that I think are more of the, the likely ones. Um, and then the guys to consider uh, in terms of expensive re-signings. Calais Campbell is one. Does he want to come back to Atlanta? Does he want to keep playing? He's probably going to cost close to $7 million again. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I, w- I would be very happy to have Clayus Campbell back. But again, he wanted to play in a 4-3. That scheme is left. Will he want to come back to play in this 3-4? Maybe. Um, but, you know, that is one to consider. The other big one is probably Jeff Okuda. Um, I know some people think Jeff Okuda is getting big money this offseason. I don't think he is. Um, he did not play well the second half of the season. He was benched. Um for a rookie and you know i jeff akuda isn't even on like it, i know there's this like belief that he's this big time free agent he's not um as far as i know he's not gonna get a big payday now he, he could be in like the three to five million range but he's not even 
on PFS like top cornerback free agent list at all. Like, and that's like the top 200 free agents in the NFL. So maybe that's like an oversight, but I, I'm I don't think he's going to demand a big contract. So if they like him as a depth guy or they want to give him a chance, maybe they they give him three to five million to come back um, and compete. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but. You know, I, I don't think he's this big time free agent, and I don't necessarily think he's the solution opposite AJ Terrell that we had hoped for. But as a depth piece, as a guy that we know can step in if needed, and, and maybe would fit better in this new scheme, I would not be opposed to that. Um, so that's the the basics of it, guys. That's the basics of the cap space. You know, we've got. Uh, I think the, the roster's in good shape. You know, you bring back those depth guys that I mentioned, the ERFAs, and those few guys. You're, you're you're probably pretty much set aside from your expensive free agents. And, you know, that's probably going to be five to eight guys on top of that. And then you're going to be looking at your draft class and then, you know, your UDFA hall. So at this point, you know, you're, you're going to be good to go. So the, the team I think is in good shape. I think that the roster is in pretty good shape as well. They obviously need a few things and they have the flexibility to go get those things. I think, you know, quarterback and edge, are the two big ones that I think are going to be the free agent targets, but you know, maybe a nose tackle. You don't necessarily have to break the bank for that. Maybe wide receiver. If they have someone they really like, you know, I don't think they're going to be in on like the T Higgins sweepstakes, but given that they have to pay Drake London, they have to pay Kyle Pitts. It probably not going to be overly expensive additions there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they go get a blocking tight end. They do have some options on the roster, but you know, do they love any of these guys? You know, John Fitzpatrick, um, any of these other folks, you know, maybe they do. Um, maybe they don't. I, it's hard to say, but I do like uh, the way this has been put together. I think they have a lot of options, and I think the way this has been set up, the team is in good shape. Like I said, they've got the thirty-nine point four million. They could create an like a significant amount with restructures if they needed to. I tend to think that's probably going to be more next year if they get the quarterback settled. That next year they're like, okay, we're going to start to go all in now to try to get this 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 ring, and and you know I. We'll see. We'll see how fast the timeline is. How fast the timeline is. How aggressive they want to be. You know that was our topic um, on Wednesday's live with Will and I. So definitely go give that show a listen if you want to get more of an idea of like how aggressive we think this team is going to be in free agency. But the one big question is, of course, quarterback. And if they're going to address it in free agency, we're going to know about that pretty soon. They'll, you know, we'll see if Kirk Cousins escapes. Minnesota, he could be a target. We'll see if they make a trade for Justin Fields again. I think that's something they're going to try to get done quickly, if that is the case. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I do like the way this has been set up. I, I appreciate what Fontenot's done here. You know, we'll have to see what the new coaching staff wants to do. What exactly do they want to change? Do they want to make any more significant changes than we expect? You know, I, I kind of think they're going to more look to get, again, get aggressive to add the quarterback in here. But I don't know how, and then the defense, they're probably going to have to change some things around given that there's a little bit of a scheme shift and, you know, they've got some holes to fill in the secondary too. I think they're probably going to leave the offense mostly intact other than adding the quarterback and, and adding wide receiver help. But I, I think the offensive line, they're probably get, like hoping that that's going to work out. They've got some good depth in house. They don't necessarily need to go out and get a bunch more. Um, so, yeah, I like it. I like what they've put together here. They have a healthy cap situation, and uh, they've got the ammunition in the draft and in free agency to go out and, and fix the issues with this roster, right? Um, so excited to see where they go, what they do, uh, and 
course, thanks to everyone for joining us here on the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast for this little primer. I hope you found it helpful. Please do like and subscribe if you did. Leave us a comment. Uh, leave that five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Check out the Patreon if you're a podcast listener. Check out the channel memberships on YouTube if you're a video viewer. Uh, we will have another Falco Lock Live coming to you on Wednesday to preview the NFL Combine, which is coming up late next week. And then, of course, I'll have a new mock draft coming out, I believe, early next week for a pre-combine mock draft, looking at another uh, scenario for the Falcons. if They make a trade for a quarterback. Uh, so definitely check that out early next week. But, guys, really appreciate you. I have Kevin Knight at Falcoholic Kevin. Thanks to Believe for publishing the show. Thanks to Bet Online for sponsoring today's episode. Guys, appreciate you for watching. We'll see you next time on the Dirty Birds of Bruise podcast. Have a great day, folks. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NexGuard Plus chews. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.